Many people aren't aware how valuable and effective sports psychology can be, and even fewer people can afford the opportunity to work with a seasoned sports psychologist. With Patreon, I'm both educating people on the value of sports psychology and bringing affordable guidance to athletes who need more help focusing on their mental game and aren't able to commit to one-on-one -on -one sessions. The price of Patreon starts at just $5 a month, which helps us continue to produce high-quality content. Our higher tiers are a lot more involved with the fundamentals of sports psychology and how you can apply it to your life. We are here to make sure that all athletes at every level can develop the mental and emotional toolbox they need for success outside of physical training. With your support, this Patreon will become a great place for all of us to grow as athletes and more importantly, to grow as people. Welcome back to See It and Feel It with Dr. Brett. Right, I actually can relax and, you know, hit the ball pretty straight, right? And then it just comes down to putting. You know, right? I've, I've witnessed you in a rush to the first tee box and hitting it dead straight down the middle. What's, what's your pre-shot? or pre-game routine? What do you, yeah, what so what you, wit what you witnessed, thanks, that's a great question. What's my pre-shot, pre-shot routine? What you witnessed though was years and years of work on that first tee box where it doesn't matter whether I show up late or if, I'm, if I haven't even warmed up or stretched, I've literally like mentally prepared myself to relax on that first tee shot and hit the ball, you know, straight the vast majority of the time. Warming up always helps, stretching always helps. You know, the pros do a lot of that. You know, we're busy people. So once a, you know, weekend golfers or once a week golfers or once a month golfers, a lot of times we come to the tee box, you know, like late or, or you know, barely on time. And I've certainly done that, you know, too many times, I would say. But the secret to that one is to train yourself um, two things. One is the pre-shot routine, which never changes, you know, 10, 15, 20 seconds, depending on who you are and what that routine is. So I'm always going to do my pre-shot routine. And then the other part of it is me spending many years, like, focusing on relaxing on that first tee shot, regardless of the circumstances, because... It's really cool to be able to do that, to, to nail that first tee shot. I've done it in front of celebrities like Jim Nance and Byron Scott. You know, I've done it in real pressure situations where, you know, I'm just like a once a week golfer and I go play with a celeb and I got to find a way to chill out on that first tee box, right? And there's just a, an amazing feeling when you nail it you know, when the, when the pressure is on. And then it doesn't necessarily mean that you nail the second shot because then you have the adrenaline comes down and everything. And so there's no, you know, one of the golfers I coach now, um, you know, he, he, you know, he's on, a, he's a pro, but he wants to be a touring pro at some point. And, you know, you have to play a lot, right? And so there's no substitute like any sport. There is no substitute for playing a lot. You know, when, years ago, yeah. When I traveled, um, you know, on and off for a couple of years and I started in Pensacola, um, I was, you know, 40 years old at the time. So it was 14 years ago. I, it was just me and my dog, Tuck, and my girlfriend was working. My girlfriend at the time was working all the time. And I would just go to the golf course and chip for like a couple hours a day. And then I played with a pro 
And I was like light, my chipping was like lights out. Well, he's like, why are you so good? And I was like practicing every day. So, you know, there, there is no substitute for physical practice, but at the same time, the mental game, the, the having the intention and working on that tension in visualizations, in meditative states, and then using your breath to relax and let go. And if I'm not too tired, that works. If I'm too tired, all bets are off. Sometimes, sometimes I'm terrible, right? I can get yippy and whatever. Um, right. That's why I talk a lot about like, you know, making sure that you're not too fatigued whenever you do whatever it is you want to do that you love. Right. I mean, you say you're a once a week offer now, but your time spent, uh, it's not really once a week golfer. You put your time in, 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 in golf, right? I mean, usually people are not going to be as close to a scratch golfer playing once a week. Well, I'm going to focus like, you know, hard, right? Just because like it feels good to play well. Right. So I'm always going to focus, right. but, but the once a week thing does show up, you know what I mean? Which means I'm not as tough in competition. Like I used to be, you know, if it was like a long time ago, you know, when you're younger, you just start a little bit tougher. And then as you get older, it gets harder, right? Your nerves aren't as good. So you do need to play a little more or practice a little bit more or meditate more, visualize more, right? That does offset some of it, but there is a feel element to it, you know, and then the lack of fatigue. Like I said, if I feel good, somehow I can still be pretty tough, right? And if I'm not feeling good, forget it, right? right. So that's, well, yeah, go ahead. Well, I've played, I've played my best rounds of golf with you there. Part of it is I feel it's a little bit of the ambiance, um, a little bit of, you know, environment ambiance. Yes, we want to be competitive with each other, but are you coaching other athletes in golf on the course or are they reporting to you afterwards going over their game? Yeah, no, I've done it all. You know, I've played with lots of athletes, you know, and, you know, I'm never doing physical instruction, right? It's all about letting go and relaxing, getting in the moment and, you know, sticking with your routine and, and really observing how it is that people play. You can tell a lot about somebody, not just an athlete, but a business person or an entrepreneur. When you play golf with somebody four or five hours, you're learning a lot about their personality, right? right? So it's invaluable in terms of like, you know, everybody has a different style, right? Some people are, are, are super friendly and talkative in between shots. Some people are more quiet. Some people are more introverted and some are more extroverted. Really, you know, so that playing with somebody is awesome, right? The hard part is I want to play well too. So you got to kind of, <laughs> you know I mean? It's tricky, right? Because you want to like, you know, focus on someone else, but also play well. And that gets right. tricky, um, right. but I love it. You know, anytime I get a chance, I usually say yes. So, you know, to a business person or an athlete, if they want to golf with me and it, and it feels right, or it's a fit or it's in our schedule. Um, we, you know, I absolutely do that for sure. Now I'm, I'm, you know, the kind of golfer I am, um, basically the, as close to professional lessons as I've got was from you but it was really <laughs> on the mental side and maybe you've observed some things on my my swing a yeah, guy definitely. like me needs a needs a professional uh maybe lesson here or there yeah definitely well look i mean one of the reasons that i think you know you've played better with me in general is that because you know 
we like each other and I really appreciate who you are as a person and I'm super supportive, right? And you're supportive too. And so we have good chemistry. And then anytime that you're going to need help or anything, or, right. or if your lineup is screwy, I can point out stuff like that. Or if you tighten your, if your backswing changes, we can point that out, right? So I can observe the physical stuff and add value when it's appropriate, but not with a pro, right? These pros that I coach, right? They're not, they got their coaches on the physical realm, their swing coach and their putting coach and whatever. I don't go near that. But right. what I am doing with them is different than when I'm playing with like, you know, a 20 handicapper or something or a 10, 10 handicapper, right? That's different, right? So with them, I can say, look, you know, it seems like, you know, your lineup's getting a little screwy here or, you know what I mean? You got a really fast with your backswing because right. like, rhythm and, you know, as you know, a lot of playing well is about, you know, getting into a nice tempo and rhythm. And if you're back, if you get really quick, whether it's putting or on your backswing, that's pretty obvious. And if someone is coachable and open to having that pointed out, then that's super valuable. But the mental side is about that 15 or 20 seconds of pure focus and starting over when, you know, into your pre-shot routine when someone interrupts you. What What's the target age of a client that's a great athlete? I mean, it may be, and I know in the past you've coached kids to, ex, you know, existing pros pros, aspiring professionals, um, wanting to be on tour. What's, what's the age range? And if it's a kid, it's not the kid seeking. Is it their parents knowing that maybe they need that mental aspect of the game? I mean, look, I'm working with a nine-year-old right now, um, you know, and, and he was eight when we first started working together. He's a hockey player. So, you know, little kids have, it's not, you know, sometimes they have performance issues, but sometimes they have school issues or family issues or communication issues or, you know, attention deficit issues. And so, you know, just kind of helping the, the family get everything right, right? The communication with the parents and the coaches. So, you know, I've definitely worked with my share of little ones. I don't, I don't you know, most of the kids I'm working with are 15 to 25 or so. But, yeah. you know, but I do have, you know, from time to time, two or three kids that are, you know, 10, 11, 12. And this kid just turned nine and he's kind of awesome. We only do, you know, a half hour or something, but it's awesome. I mean, at, at nine, I, I didn't have much of thoughts or a voice. I just wanted to play, right? How, you must have to work on having a kid communicate because there's not a lot. Oh, it's hard do. work on my end. I'm getting, I'm earning my pesos because, you have, you have um, to dig. but yeah, because like, you know, like it's, you know, it's a lot of work, right. To, to, but you know, he's gotten good at it and some kids are, you know, are more verbal than others. Um, but I've really taught him, you know, how to meditate and how to practice mindfulness. It doesn't matter, you know, eight, nine years old, you can really, he's a, he's a pretty, decent meditator like if i meditate with him he can stay in it for a long time and he meditates every day the last session we did we're going to have him meditating now at least twice a day because he was having you know more issues when he's very add and when his medicine wears off in the afternoon he was really struggling and so we're going to add another meditation in there you know not during the school day because there's no time but, um, you know, another one at night, not just early morning or whatever, just to get him, you know, a little more peaceful at night before he goes to bed. 
because meditation before bed can make your sleep a little bit better, but also, you know, um, you know, it can relax you a little bit. So you also right. sometimes fall asleep a little sooner, right? Well, I, I, I remember being a young kid. I remember coaching young uh, elite, uh, boy, you know, athletes, male athletes for club teams on the soccer side. And I, and I just remember from my standpoint that at the age 9, 10, 11, pretty much all I did good was, was listen. I probably didn't have much to communicate except amongst my peers. But mm. if my coach were to ask me a question, it was a short response. Or if a coach figure were to ask me, it was a short response. Or I would just listen and shake my head yes. <laughs> it's no. so true. Yeah, it's <laughs> so true. You know, I, when we were driving back, I got a call from um, a top D1 soccer player that, you know, cool. you know, just graduated from his program and he wants to turn pro. And so we're going to be talking tomorrow morning. And I got news for you. I was, um, you know, it's a lot more exciting when you're coaching, you know, a 21-year-old. You know, because the eight-year-old is tough. I mean, it's rewarding, but it's tough because of what you did. Communication skills aren't quite developed there. You know, 21-year-old, they have a lot to say, right? There's a lot going on about becoming a professional soccer player and all that, you know, is involved. And this guy's never really had any kind of sports psychology or mental game training. So we have a lot to work on. And I'm actually very excited. This will be my... I, I, you know, I've interviewed, you know, uh, pro soccer players or whatever, but this will probably be the first one I'm coaching. So this will be fun. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Do you have and, time? Uh, you want to keep going or you got to go? I, I do have to go. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Probably... Amar, yeah. you're awesome. Maybe we'll bring you back for another one. Amar awesome. Valera, thanks so much for joining us. I'm Dr. Brett. Thanks, Dr. Brett. Thanks for watching See It and Feel It with me, Dr. Brett. If you enjoyed this video, remember to like, subscribe, or share it with a friend.